How are we all doing, guys? I am excited today for Pentecost. This is like, you know, I'm more excited about Pentecost than I am Christmas. Is that real, fam? Yeah, my wife will tell you that for free, fam. But um, I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys are blessed. I hope you guys are, are really believing God for more. Susan has, has told us that we cannot settle, basically. Um, has introduced us that, you know, the disciples had saw Christ risen. But his risen was enough for them to look at him. His risen was that, look, there's still more for you to do. I'm going to send you a helper. His name is the Holy Ghost. I'm going to send you the promise. His name is the Holy Ghost. When, you, when he comes upon you, you shall receive power. Power, 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 power. And as I was deliberating into how we're going to dive into um, this service today, how we're going to look at Pentecost in light of the secret place, because that's what we've been looking at for the past couple of weeks. You know, um, um, the Lord showed me some stuff in the scriptures that I found very intriguing and very, um, 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 yeah, very intriguing is the thought as the word I can use and how consistent he is in his words. So before we start, I just want us to pray. I know this has been a heavy week. You know, we've had a lot of news in regards to the racial tension happening in America, George Floyd, and, um, you know, these, these sort of news, these, these sort of pain, these sort of atrocities, these sort of, you know, injustice can have its way and its toll on the heart. I know for me and my wife, you know, we've had days where we just felt grieved, you know, you know beyond the soul, even into our spirit, man, you know, about what is happening, you know, and, you know, how, how, how I, I try to reconcile that incident with what is happening today and asking God, you know, what's, what's, what, what's all this way? How does it all fit in, you know? You know, and um, yeah, we'll get into that a bit more later, but I just want to let all just surrender our hearts to him. That's to, that's to fix our gaze upon him. That's to know that though in this world we have sorrow and sigh, he's told us to be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And those scriptures are anchors to me. Those scriptures put my, my emotions, my mind in perspective. I, I have a law that I submitted myself to, which is the law to love the Lord my God and to love my neighbor as myself. And I have to reconcile my pain. I have to reconcile my feelings. I have to reconcile even the, 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 the injustice that I experience with those commandments. And know that those commandments do not pacify it but they call me to a standard that I do not become what is hurting me. And I just want to encourage believers in this time. It's not a time to divide or to point fingers. It's a time to get unified in the spirit. This is a time, because on a day of Pentecost, when they spoke in tongues, it went hand and mashanda. It was the other languages of other nations. On that day of Pentecost, God said, huh, what you to divide people through language, I'm going to unify by my spirit. Oh, Jesus Christ, I really preached already. And I want to encourage you, people of God. Isn't that God doesn't see colour? He says, I'm going to use colour to glorify my kingdom. I'm going to use colour to diversify my expression. I am black, white, yellow, pink, whatever. I am all I created or all came from me. And that which Satan is using to divide us, I will use to unite us. So I want to encourage you, people of God. 
if on Pentecost God took laymen, Galileans, and, and caused them under the unction of the Spirit to speak in other languages so that he can draw in those, just those, those, those Jews that were came from every nation into one place, what can God do now with a church that is global? We have, we have church in every single continent on this planet. What can he do with, with a people who are unified in the Spirit, with different colours, who can love one another from a pure heart and show the world what it means to treat and love one another with honour and respect. So let's reconcile what we see in the natural into the spirit and ask God, what should be my response? And yes, our response should be to declare righteousness and justice. And our response must be, yes, we will love and forgive. And our response be, yes, we will peacefully protest we will call account to those that we were elected in governing officials to do what is right in the eyes of God. Yes, we will do all those things in honour, in respect, in the unity of the Spirit, with the fruit of the Spirit. We will demonstrate what it means to be a light. Look, guys, the world is in deep, cross darkness. This is not the time to mingle in that darkness. It's time to shine. I say it gracefully because I know how painful and grieving the situation is. We're dealing with a, a centuries-old demon right now. And I have radical faith. M married with my spirit being coming alive with God. That we can bring about change. On Pentecost, God saw it fit for men who did not know the language by intellect to speak it by the Spirit that drew people into his kingdom. What can God do with you when his Spirit comes upon you? It's time to shine, people of God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we want to consecrate his service unto you. I'm going to consecrate every person that's watching even now. I'm going to consecrate them unto you, Father. Lord, I present your people before you today. Ah, we present the hurting, oh God. We present the even those that have rage and anger. Ah, we, we present all of these things before your God, we're crying out for help this morning. We're crying out for justice this morning. Ah, you said in your word, the blood of Abel, it cries out unto me. Ah, but there is a blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. It is the blood of Jesus that is able to reconcile and redeem and restore and bring about restitution, oh God. And we're coming in no other voice but the blood of the Lamb today. And we are pleading, oh God, by the mercy of God, that you will turn the hearts of wicked people unto you in the name of Jesus. Ah, that you will turn the hearts of men unto you in the name of Jesus. That you will use this time for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be preached, to be preached, to be preached in, in parliament, to be preached in congress, to be preached on the streets. Ah, this will be a time where we use what the enemy is using for evil and we turn it around for your good. We decree that now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Today's title is The Secret That Birthed the Church. The Secret That Birthed the Church. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 6. I'm going to try to reconcile the secret place with Pentecost, and we're going to see how we get there. Matthew 6, verses 
five to six. I'm going to read it in a few translations to, to really just get us to really dwell in this scripture. It says, and when you pray, not if you pray. I'm reading the condensed version. You shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and on the corners of the street that they might be seen by men. As surely I say unto you, they have received their reward. Verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Let me read it in a, in a passion translation because I love this scripture of this version. And when you pray, be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in meetings and on street corners. Believe me, they have already received in full the reward. I, this, this is powerful. Jesus is saying that those who do prayer to be seen have already received their reward. <laughs> wicked, ill-motive people are receiving the rewards for their wicked, ill-motive desires. They got what they wanted. People see them and think they're righteous. <laughs> but when you pray, but whenever you pray, verse 6, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with the Father God. Pray into him in secret. And your Father, who sees all you do, will reward you openly. So here we see that Jesus is giving us a, a prerequisite to prayer. He telling us here that when you pray, not if you pray. So that means this has to be a set time. This has to be something that we are expected to do. This ain't a choice. It's a lifestyle. This is a key ingredient to how you become like me. When you pray, don't be like these Pharisees and Sadducees who want you to see that, hey, I'm praying. Look at me. Look how I sound. Look how I pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reward they want, which is the applause and the recognition of man, they have already received. But God said, I want you to do something with your prayer life. I want you to go and see. I want you to go into your room. I want you to shut the door. I want you to pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who is in secret will reward you openly. Now, I, 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 I'm, I'm stuck on a place of where it says, pray to your father who is in secret. So wait, the, uh, uh, the place I go to pray is where he actually is. But God in a secret, he is a spirit. And the time is coming and now is the time that those who will worship me, a.k.a. live for me, will worship me in what? Spirit and in truth. So the secret place, dare I say, is, is more of a spiritual occasion than it is a physical abode. Yes, he says he encourages us to be alone and go into a room and whatnot, but he is shadowing the natural um, 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 a method of prayer and us being alone in saying that's how intimate I want your prayer life to be with God. In the passage translation, it breaks down the part in this verse 6 where it says, Go into your room. It's, he says here, Brian Simmons, when he breaks that down in the root word, he says, Go into your inner room and close the door and pray. This inner room 
can also be a metaphor for praying from the heart, from the innermost being, your storehouse, this part here. He's saying, connect with God in prayer in the spirit. You are a spirit being. Every time you pray, you're actually praying in secret to the God who is in secret. Are you guys following me here, yeah? Now, you will worship me in spirit and you will worship me in truth. Two key words. We're going to get to Pentecost soon, guys. I'm taking you on a journey. <laughs> Your word is truth. John 17, verse 17. Sanctify them. Sanctify them. Prayer with God is a form of sanctification. It's a place where we get to behold him. It's a place where we get to engage with him. It's a place where we get to see him face to face. Uh, like Moses did, spoke to him face to face, like a man talks with his friend, and we get to reflect him. Become like him. Now, if his word is truth, and he wants us to worship him in spirit, and worship him also in truth, that means the basis, the foundation, the, the, the marrying, the, 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 the twofoldness of prayer comes with, with, with what I say, and what I read, the word of God. And if his word is truth, it has to be something I take with great esteem. Now, I want to emphasize something here in Psalms 1, verse 2. It says, meditate in the word. His delight is in the law, and in his law doth he meditate day and night key word here is in meditate in meditate in the word so he he, he he's telling me i don't just read it like i'm reading that to you now get into it let what you read become you don't let this be something you saw let it be something you became now, the Bible tells us in Psalm 119, verse 37, I believe, the unfolding of your word. Unfolding, meaning the word was closed, but then it got unfolded as I meditate upon it. Gives light. And that light gives understanding to the simple. So imagine if I'm meditating in the word, not just on it, not looking at it, but in it, and I'm allowing the word to wrap me. How about the secret place? Is a place where God begins to unravel me and unfold me. And as he unfolds me, light comes out. And as light comes out, my life begins to bring forth an understanding of who God is to those who are simple, the heathen, the unbelievers, the logical, the intellectuals, you know, the ones that think they know God but don't actually know him. Because I want you guys to remember, we are the body of Christ. We are his body. He's the head. We are his body. So when they are seeing us, they're seeing him. I'm going slow. I want you guys to digest this. So maybe the secret place uh, where I pray to him in secret, where I meditate upon the word of the Lord, maybe God is unfolding me and unraveling me. 
Maybe that's, if I want to be that whole arise and shine and the light of the world, it comes with a process. It comes with a, with a protocol. In order to be light, I must reflect light. Light is not off of myself. God is light. So how do I become light? I look at him. I become like him. Come on, people of God. But this light ain't just for you to sh for you to say I'm light. Light finds its purposes in shining in darkness. I mean, see this with Moses. Moses spent time with God in secret on the mountain. And that time he spent with God face to face resulted in him coming down, shining in glory. So much so, they had to put a veil of, it was too much. He said, Moses, cover your face. He didn't even realise how much he was shining. To him, he was just being himself. Because he spent time being with God. So the principle is the same. To the degree that you're in him is to the degree that you will shine. Maybe you're not shining because you're not living actually in him. Maybe you're not shining because though you are in him by theory, through doctrine, by yes, you're in Christ, but maybe because you're not actually engaging, not actually praying, not actually in time with him. They're not seeing the fruit of what's already been given to you. Moses had to do something. He had to respond to the calling of God to come up here higher. And he responded and it brought its fruit. Respond to the time of prayer. Respond to the God who is calling you from secret to come and to pray to him in secret. Because the Bible has known in that same chapter that God doesn't, what happens in secret always shows itself open in the public. He says, pray to your God who sees in secret and he will what reward you openly. He will reward you openly. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. My beautiful favourite scripture. Ha! Huh. In case you thought what I was saying was false doctrine, let's go a bit more deeper. I want to give you a lot of scripture today to be like, I was preaching the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by him and without him not anything that was made. No, not anything made that was made. Key verse there. Let me read this verse. I come alive. And in him, which is Christ, the word, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the life was the light of men. And the life was the light of of men, meaning when you are not a new creation in light, your light turns on. Your light turns on. I said your light turns on. In him was life. We now have eternal life. And the life was the light of men. The Bible said that the, that the, that the, that the lamp of the body is the spirit. When Adam fell, his light went out. His spirit man died. And God said, that which was lost, you're going to find in Christ. I'm going to restore I, you into eternal life. I'm going to bring back your light. So yes, light is an inner thing that must show itself out. That's what you have to arise. You have to get up and to shine. I think it says, be a city on a hill. 
Light can't be hidden. Why are you hiding under a basket, Ayo? Get out and shine. To the degree that you're with him is the degree that you will shine. Get in, guys. Become more aware of the promises, guys. It is our time to arise and shine. That which God does in the secret, he's bringing forth into the open. Another scripture, in case you think I'm not convinced of yet. 2 Corinthians chapter um, 3, verse 18. And even this scripture, the context is the contrast of the old covenant and the new covenant. It even speaks about the glory of the old covenant that leads to death, but the glory of the new covenant that leads to life. It addressed Moses. He had to cover himself with a veil. And he tells us that when we read that law, that veil remains. And he goes to tell that but when we, when we turn to God, when we repent and believe in Christ, that veil is removed. And he tells us that when this veil is removed, there is freedom that comes from the Spirit of God. Then he tells us that we all with an unveiled face, verse 18, beholding us in the mirror, which is also the word, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image, which is God, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Once again, the transformation we're seeking is by the Spirit. Once again, we pray in secret to the God who is in secret. God is what? A spirit. What does he do to you when you get saved? He quickens your spirit. What happened on Pentecost? He poured out his spirit. What is it that I need to be like him? The spirit of God. Life. The light of man shining forth. When he left, he transferred responsibility. He said when he came, I am the light. Who believes in me will not stumble in darkness anymore. Then he told me in, in Matthew 5 that I'm now the light of the world. A city on a hill. People of God. This day, 2,000 years ago, was to announce that as I was, so are you. Amplified says, and all of us, as with an unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God. The word of God is the mirror that reflects the glory. Worship me in spirit and in truth. Your word is truth. This has to be a generation that has to emphasize the spirit as much as the word. We have to understand that God didn't call us to be spiritual, called us to be people who are ruled by the word. We have to be a people who walk in these two combined together. When I see the marrying of the spirit and the word, we're going to see a whole new type or the original intention of what Christianity was supposed to look like. He wants you people to judge what you say you see by the Spirit, by the Word. How did he say that you should test the, the, um, um, the foreign spirits? He said that any spirit does not testify that Jesus is Lord and is God and risen from the dead. It's an antichrist spirit. Whatever spirit that comes to, that is contrary to the testimony of Jesus is an antichrist spirit. What is the spirit of prophecy? The testimonial of Jesus. Who is Jesus? He is the Word. Huh. The Bible says in John 1, that Word became flesh. What am I even trying to say to you guys? I'm trying to say, what we believe can no longer remain letters on the page. 
What we believe can no longer be something we look upon. We have to become it. That word that was in the beginning, at the fullness of time became flesh. His name is Jesus. Before Jesus came to the, to the earth, his name was the word. His name was the word. And the word became flesh. And we beheld his glory. Wow. The fullness of God. Full of grace and full of truth. Full of grace and full of truth. So, Ayo, your relationship with God isn't personal. It's open. That transformation that takes place by the Spirit, though it happens in secret, finds its fruit in the public. It happened in secret. Yeah, it happened in the secret place. Ah, but the fruit of it, the validity of it, the proof of it was shown in public. I said it last week. You cannot exhibit the fruit of the spirit without interaction with people. What you deem is personal walk with God is a public thing to show to the world. What is done in secret has to come into the light. <laughs> What was done in the dark, the Bible says, what was done in, 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 in secret must be shouted at the rooftops. God is saying, God is saying, if you're in me in secret, you will display me in open. If you pray to me in secret, Ayo, guess what? The reward is going to be open. There is a fruit. Right, look, 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 none of us can see the seed in the ground. None of us can see the root, but we see the fruit. A good tree has to produce good fruit. I know to the degree that you're being transformed to the degree that I see. Remember, the word became flesh and we beheld his glory. John 1 verse 14. He dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. They saw the fruit of what it is the word said he was. The word is a reflection of the glory of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, I believe. So how does this connect to Pentecost, Ayla? So we see in Acts chapter 1, they were told to wait. They were in one accord in one place. It was called the upper room. And this upper room, I believe, because it was something that was not open, but in secret, I'm, 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 I'm proposing that that upper room was a secret place. I'm proposing that because they were in one accord, steadfastly committed to prayer and to friendship with one another, and were locked up in an upper room, 120 people to be exact, I'm proposing that upper room was a type of secret place. And there are three keys to how we saw this secret place called the upper room that gave birth to the church of God. The first one is this. Jesus gave them an instruction to wait. So there was obedience. And that obedience resulted in times of prayer for a, for a course of 10 days. Not only was it just prayer, it was unity as well in one accord and in one place. So we see obedience, prayer, 
and unity. And when the day came, had fully come, when the time that was set in heaven, wow, once again, when the day came, when you pray, people of God, there is an appointment for your life. There is an appointment with you and God. And God is waiting for your obedience to the when. So he can show you how it's going to move. They didn't know what was going to happen next. But they had a word and instruction from Lord Jesus Christ that you have to wait. And they waited. They were steadfast. They were patient. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. When the day that was set that the Father was using what was a, a shadow in the old of Pentecost and said, look, I'm going to show you what this is in reality through the Spirit. They were found in one accord in one place. And there came a sound. From where? Heaven. What's our mandate? Heaven on earth. As of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then they appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. An upper room of 120, or a secret place of 120, gave birth to the church that was, and this church wasn't birthed in the building, by the way. It was birthed right in the middle of the marketplace, in the streets. Wait, wait, wait. Let's even go further on here. <laughs> Verse 5 says, And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, wow, the multitude came together and were confused because everybody heard him, them speak in his own language. Wait, 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 wait. So they obeyed. They waited, they prayed, and they were unified. God came. And it wasn't what they were saying, it was the sound that they were producing that drew the attention. Can I declare today to the people of God, to the body of Christ, there's a new sound that's coming forth. There's a new language that's being made right now. A language that is going to unify. Remember I said in Genesis chapter 11, they were all of one language and of one mind. And it caused God to come down from heaven to see what they were going to create. <laughs> There's a new language that may have different expressions, but they were all saying the same thing, praising God in their own dialect. <laughs> The Jews came to them because they obeyed God. They, were, they did something that produced a sound that drew the people to come. We're trying to spend so much time trying to find with, with the people. How about you obey and be? And what? So this tells me the world needs the difference of the church. The world needs the unique expression of the church. The world wants what, you, what it doesn't have that you have. It ain't looking for relevance in that we look the same. It's looking for something that you have that they don't have. Power! Power from on high. 
His name is the Holy Ghost. What was done in secret, their obedience to instruction, their prayer, their unity in the spirit, turned 120 people into 3,000 in one day. In one day. What's the answer, Ayo? The church. The church that's unified. The church that's obedient. The church that's found in prayer. The church that's committed to the cause of the kingdom. The church that is full of the spirit. That is under the unction of the Holy Ghost. That's, what, that's the answer. The answer is your difference. Look, 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 look what happened. Um, verse 6. And this sound occurred. The multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are these not all who are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, um, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Pagaphia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, adjoining Green, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We heard them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking, saying they are full of new wine. You know what's powerful here, guys? The method of what happened here, Jesus said that it was said unto you that John the Baptist baptized with water, but I'm going to baptize you with the Spirit. What was happening? John the Baptist was just physically mirroring what was going to happen in the Spirit. He was baptizing with water physically. But Jesus said that look, the baptism you're going to receive ain't physical water. It's the spirit of God. I'm going to make you the shadow. Of the, I'm going to make you the time. I'm going to produce it in you. And look what the fruit of this thing did, guys. It was an old method done in a new way. And even us as a family, a new thing. It, we've got the same message, but we're going to express it in a new way. It's, it's the same method, but it's going to be in a new way. They are full of new wine. It was 9 a.m. And their only conclusion was that these men must be drunk. Be prepared for the new thing that God would do in your life to be mocked. But also be like Peter, who will raise his voice, verse 14. And said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour. But this is what was spoken by prophet Joel. Verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. 
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young young men shall see dreams. Ah, your old men shall dream dreams. Ah. Ah, and on my manservants and maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And they shall prophesy. Once again, what was manifesting it naturally by way of the spirit was an affirmation and a confirmation of the word that was already written. That word in Joel became flesh on the day of Pentecost. People of God, this Bible that we read ain't to be admired, ain't just to be treated as something. This is supposed to become flesh. Ah, this is supposed to manifest. Ah, this word ought to be translated into the natural. We are the body of Christ. When they see me, they ought to see him. As he was, so are we. That's a big boy responsibility. That's why he told them when he prophesied about the time to come. Ah, I'm going to die and it's going to be a lot of sorrow and the world's going to rejoice. But don't worry, you will see me again. And when you see me again, you're going to be full of joy. And I'm going to send a helper. Because there are things I want to tell you that you can't carry in this old, old covenant. But in this new covenant that you're going to birth, I'm going to send you a helper. His name is the Holy Ghost. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to remind you of what I've said. He won't speak in his own accord, but only things that I say. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. What happened on this day? What came upon Peter? The same man who denied Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. What was the difference? Ayo, the Holy Ghost. He spoke under the, look at his words. He took, look at the authority. Let this be known to you and heed my words. You want boldness? You want authority? Are you scared to preach? Are you, are you, are you ashamed? The Holy Ghost is your answer. The power of God is your answer. He didn't ask you to do this in your own strength. It's not by might or by power, guys. It's not by might or by power, guys. It is by my spirit, saith the Lord. What was the secret that birthed the church? The spirit. The spirit. The Holy Ghost. It was hidden from those that thought King Jesus was going to end what God was doing. It was hidden. It was hidden. But it was revealed unto us who believe. We have an unveiled face. We can we see the word. The Bible says that in your light, we see light. What's he saying? He's saying that the, the word is available for all to read. Ah, but not all understand what they read. And as I preach to you, the spirit of God is giving you understanding. So will you stay where you are or will you move with the Spirit? Will you stay with how you're living or will you move with the Spirit? Will you remain where you are or will you move with the Spirit? Will you stay stagnant or will you grow in the Spirit? Susan said there is more. People of God, how and where they are now, even in a good place, there is more. There is more. 120 became 3,000 in one. In one day, they heard a sound. 
and they went to where the sound was heard and then they heard a language. Unlearned men were speaking in tongues that they did not have the power or the might in their own intellect to do, but by the spirit they spoke it. Do you know that there are things in you, huh, there are things that the spirit has that he can cause you to do that you don't have the power or the might or the intellect to do, but by the spirit you can do it. By the spirit you can do it. You have God living in you. People of God, it's time to shine. The world looks crazy mad right now, Aya. That's right. It's time to shine. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Deep darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness the peoples. The answer to darkness is you. You are the light of the world. So rather than us putting fingers at the world, saying, oh, they're so dark and whatever. How about they're so dark and whatever because you ain't shining? How about the world is in thick darkness because the church ain't shining? They can't, sh they can't have light. They're in darkness. They're in deception. They're in sin. But you have been bought by the blood of the Lamb. Made holy and righteous, given of his spirit. Will you not arise and shine? Will you not be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden? Will you not be the light of the world? Will you not be the salt of the earth? Will you not be you that you will find in him? It's time to manifest. It's time to shine. If we're going to pray to God in secret, if we're going to pray about the racial tension. We're going to do all these things. Guess what? Moses didn't leave the mountain without an answer. He didn't come down empty-handed. He didn't come down saying, hey, I was with God and you wasn't. No, 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 no. He came with a message. He came with a word. He came with instruction. He came with blueprint. He came with strategy. He came with answers. And the world is in birth pains. Creation is eagerly crying out for the what I am, the manifestation of the sons of God. We're not looking for the next apostle, guys. We're looking for sons of God. We're not looking for the next prophet, guys. We're looking for sons of God. We're not looking for the next what? We're looking for sons. Mature people of God who understand that this was the time that I was born. And I'm going to shine my light till my hour is done. Now is that hour. Now is that hour. Now is that hour. <laughs> and we're still in that promise today. Joel 2. 27, 28, I'll pour out my spirit. God can do that right now. The ability to move by the spirit, live a life full of the spirit, is not as mysterious as we think, guys. It has its fruit. What's the fruit, Ayo? Power. You're different. You're not like the world. You're not of the world. But you're sent to the world. This what I'm talking about by the Spirit is about you being full of God. This thing that I'm talking about by the Spirit is about you moving by His unction, being led. There, there are various scriptures in Acts where, 
where, where Paul was even designed to preach at some place and the Spirit of God said, no, don't go there, go here. Living a life that is so spent that you live on every instruction of the Spirit. Living a life of reliance. Not good suggestions about what did the Lord say? Not good idea about what did the Lord say? Not what I think, but what does God think? My thoughts, Aya, are not your thoughts. Come up higher. He's not saying that just to say, I'm different from you. He's saying, look, you're thinking too low. Come up here. Colossians chapter 3. If we indeed have risen with Christ, set your heart on your mind on the things above. The sound that came, that they heard, came from heaven. It manifested as tongues of fire. It infused them and gave them power to speak with tongues. Guys, God is asking, God's prayer, God's will, heaven on earth. Your will be done, the Lord's prayer. What's the whole goal of us being here? What's the whole goal of us being a part of the kingdom? To establish that which we see in heaven on the, on the earth. But how can you see what's in heaven if you're not in the spirit? What do I mean? Revelation chapter 1 verse 17. John, I, John, was in the spirit under what the Lord's day. What was he saying? Right here, right now. What's he saying? What do I mean? That, that, that he was here, but, he, but, but when it was, it was now. The Lord's day was the timing. The location was in the spirit. You can actually be at two places at once. Because my Bible tells me that I'm already seated. Past tense, by the way. In heavenly places. What am I trying to do? I'm, I'm trying to open to the dimension of God that's beyond what you see. I'm trying to awaken you to stop living like a mere human being. Genesis chapter 1, he formed man, human, but then he breathed into man and he became a living soul. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, you're no longer just a human being. Thank you, Oscar. You're a living being. The rorak, the breath of God is in you if you call yourself a Christian. Wake up, arise, and shine. Commit yourself to the secret place. Don't deceive yourself by thinking that you're only going to be known and seen because of what you do publicly. The Bible gives us the protocol. That which is done in secret, God will reward openly. Let God take care of what God does, and you take care of what he requires from you. Church of living God, it is time to pray. But we have seen that the fruit of our prayer is not nothing. It has results. It has power. It has solutions. It has the answer that the world is looking for. This is the day of Pentecost. Arise and shine. This is the day of Pentecost. Let the Spirit of God come upon you afresh. This is the day of Pentecost. Be endowed with power from on high. This is the day of Pentecost. Let you and your household be saved. This is the day of Pentecost. Let the addition to the kingdom of God no longer be a Sunday, but daily. It's said in the word of God that they will commune together daily. They were added together daily. Church is not on Sunday. You are church every day. They met from house to house. What's God saying to us? The blueprint, Ayo, is not that you. they have to come to your temple. The blueprint is you've got to be who you are in the community. House to house. What was he doing? The structure was this. I'm going to save families. I'm going to do it for the community. That's what we saw. 
That's what we saw. House to house. Steadfast in prayer. Devoted to the apostles' doctrine. In communion. House to house. Daily. Daily. We've got religious and we became Christians on Sundays and and, and then and then God knows what motor side we we hide our light. No 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 church was not birthed in the temple. The sound came into the upper room and the sound was so much so that people in the marketplace came and right there the first sermon was preached in the streets of Jerusalem by a man called Peter, full of the Spirit of God. He was able to discern the scriptures and unveil it to the Jews and say, this is that which was written. People of God, you are that which is written. You are, the Bible says that we are living epistles. Ah, ah, people of God, this word has to become flesh. God wants your family. He's not trying to save one man and then, no, 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 no. He wants your house. He wants your street. He wants your community. He wants to spread his kingdom across the globe. Let's take heed to the call. Let's take heed to the call. Arise. Wake up. And shine. Be you. And you will be you to the degree that you see you in him. So I just want to close by praying this person over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord give you rest. Uh, may you cease from striving of works to be, to be pure before him. And may you receive the blood. May you receive the grace. Uh, may you receive the truth uh, that you are ready clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Hey, Ababasa. Ah, uh, may you receive the word. May you embrace it. May you believe it. May you become it. And may the world behold the glory of the Lord in your life. Now is the time to shine. And I pray, Father, that these words will quicken. These words will convict. These words will wake up. Ah, these words will cause spirit man to come alive. This word will align. These words will restore. These words will redeem. These words will encourage. These words will edify. These words will exhort us to not settle for less. We want more. Ah, to not, to not become passive. We want to conquer. Ah, to not settle. We want to see your kingdom here. Spirit of God. Break out upon this nation. Break out upon the continent. Break out upon the world. This is the time for us to shine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of our God. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today. I hope you were blessed. God, I know I'm blessed. This is the day of Pentecost. Press into the promise of today. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. We can repent and believe right now. And God, by his mercy and grace, can fill you again. He can fill you again. If you're watching me now and you, and, and you don't know who the man Jesus is, I, I, I want to introduce you to the man that bore your sin. I want to introduce you to the man who sought to endure the suffering and the penalty of your sin. I want to introduce you to the man that took your place. That you may become the righteous. I want to introduce you to the man who because of the joy that one day you will say yes to him endured the cross. He became a criminal for criminals. He became sin for our sake. 
And today he calls you to come. He calls you to come. He calls you to come. You don't have to work for this. You don't have to pay for this. You have to say yes. You just have to surrender. You just have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord and Saviour. He is the one who rose from the dead. He is the one in whom conquered death. He is the one who paid the penalty of sin. He is the one who is the Son of God, the atonement of our sin. He is the expression of the love of God towards you. He said, I'm going to save and redeem those that were against me. His foot towards you is good. His heart towards you is come home. Ha, you that are dead, you can come alive even now. You who was lost, you can be found right now. I just pray that as people are responding to you, as you are moved by your spirit, even upon those that have backed in and have turned from you and far from you, you will draw them there. Uh, that you are a father who leaves a 99 for the one. And I decree that as they hear my voice uh, by the way of the spirit of God, May the love of God ravish their hearts. May the goodness of God bring them to repentance. And may they enjoy the blissfulness of your kingdom. May they become sons and daughters of your kingdom. Ah, yes, we decree it now. Yes, now we decree it now. Touch fathers and touch mothers. Touch siblings, oh God, even now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And if you may not, you may not try today to be... For God to become your Lord and Savior, if you if you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, please feel free to email us a new thing London LDN at gmail.com. Someone from our church will place it in the comments. Please email us. We will get in contact with you. Just email your name, your number, and we will contact you and we'll take you to further steps into what it means to now be called a child of God. By ANT family and my family across the globe, I want to thank you for tuning in. It's an honour and a privilege to, to preach and to speak to you all and to open up the word of God. And I just pray that you are encouraged that today you would speak to somebody about Christ. Today you will shine your light. That this week you would live beyond yourself. You will live spent for the kingdom of God. Now is the time to arise and shine. Be blessed and have a beautiful week. Amen.